0: Tom Bernard Show with
1: co-host Catherine Brandt,
2: Andy Bernard, Mike Molina, and the Hackmaster Raptor
0: MD. We will be right back kick off Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically we're trying to represent people who have been hurt
2: then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions
0: or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. You got me right to right to Do you have to let it linger? Do you have to, do you have
1: to, do you have to, you have to let it linger?
0: Oh, you got to gotta play songs linger. by dead women. That's nice.
1: This was such a huge hit. It what, so, but did they figure out what happened to her?
0: Not yet. No. Oh, oh, oh. they have no idea what happened to her yet, Dolores O'Riordan. So hmm. Think drugs are involved? Andy, you think drugs
3: yeah,
1: might be involved? Have
3: any... that's, well, that's my first thought, but uh, nothing yet.
1: But she was 46. Yeah. yeah. That surprises me that she was only 46. I know. It seems like that song was a huge hit a long time ago.
0: It does ago. indeed. There's no doubt about that. It's really, really sad. Well, have you looked at
3: anything in the past? Oh, well, in the past hour, CNN reports that her death was not suspicious, which isn't a huge surprise. I didn't think they were even bothering to investigate that.
1: Well, I guess anytime somebody just
3: dies just, yeah, at dies 46, have to
1: think that there might be foul play.
3: Yeah. But, well, there, she was not murdered, so there you go. That's something.
1: Well, that's good.
0: Yeah, it's nice that she wasn't murdered. It's always nice to not be murdered. Cranberry singer mourned as voice of a generation. Yeah, I don't know about that. Fans, family members, and fellow musicians are mourning Dolores O'Reardon, lead singer of the Cranberries, who died suddenly in London yesterday. Dan Waite, manager of rock label 117 International, says he is stunned by the death of his longtime friend who left him a voicemail just hours before her death. He says she told him she was looking forward to seeing him in the studio on Monday. When she was to have recorded vocals for hard rock band Bad Wolves cover of the Cranberries hit Zombie, she sounded full of life and was joking and excited to see me and my wife this week. Waite tells people the news of her passing is devastating and my thoughts are with Don and her ex-husband, her children, and her mother. O'Reardon was found dead at a hotel Monday morning and police in London say the death is being treated as unexplained she had suffered from both physical and mental health problems for years and had to cut wow. short of cranberries to her last year because of back problems. Yes, yeah, she said she couldn't play her guitar mm. because it was too heavy. Oh, uh, You get ups and downs. Uh, sure, isn't that what life is all about? Among the many fans paying tribute Monday was Irish Prime Minister Leo Varadkar. For anyone who grew up in Ireland the 1990s, Dolores O'Riordan was the voice of a generation as the female lead singer of a hugely successful rock band. She blazed a trail and might just have been Limerick's greatest rock star ever. Rest in peace. That's very, very sad. Very it talented. Is. Yeah.
2: Bono who? And now we found <laughs> out, of
0: course, Edward. What? What? I don't know. We're connected. We're Sorry. here. Sorry. Yeah, we're here. Um. No, we're here. Uh In any case, we also lost Edwin Hawkins. Yeah, he died this morning. Edwin Hawkins. Stephen Hawkins. Wait, that's no. Hawkins. Edwin Hawkins is a gospel singer. That did "Oh Happy Day," one of the well, it's the oh. biggest gospel hit of all time, is what it is. So yeah, Edwin Hawkins died this morning. Phenomenal gospel singer. Yeah, just, just I, don't, I don't know, man. A lot of people, I suppose. It just she's 46. Who knows why she died? But Edwin Hawkins was only 74. Now these days, you look at 74 and it's like, eh, that's you know. That's still technically average, I think. I think it is. I think you're probably right about that. But at 46. The U.S.
2: At 46, there are, there are, you know the things that come to mind at that age: sudden death, unexpected. Well, one is something in the brain. You have an aneurysm that could do it mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Something that stops your heart, whether it's a pulmonary embolus. Uh, if she was on a plane flight, you know, and was dehydrated, that, that's possible. She could have had an arrhythmia in her heart to stop her heart or done that. Or with that yeah. a whole idea about emotional problems, back problems, you really worry about a yeah. narcotic overdose. I mean, it yeah. just mm-hmm. pulling the prints, doing a prince.
0: Yeah, that is true. I suppose painkillers. just uh... Was
1: Prince on those
3: uh, for pain or just because he liked them?
2: No, it
1: started his... out as pain.
2: Yeah. But it's his back. I mean, he his hip. His back. Oh. I thought his back. Hip back while well, he was you know, a chronic user something, and if you're a chronic user, then you move on to something. Well, you know it's harder to get these pills. You know they don't really give them to me. Geez, I can get this heroin cheaper. Uh, you know, oh geez, you get you get a bad dose, yeah. boom, you're out of here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, really in a heartbeat. That's
3: it. You think someone like Prince, with his millions and millions of dollars, could have just like you know bought a mass spec or something, had someone <laughs> run all of his heroin?
2: Yeah, run my heroin. <laughs> that's what I would
3: do. Yeah
1: what's a mass spec
3: mass spectrometer basically um it shows what uh atoms are in whatever you put into it so you would know if it's pure heroin or if there's something else in it yeah. and if it's, there's something oh. else in it then you, yeah exactly <laughs> you can exist since he was so rich then it's like you think he would just you know go ahead and do that just for the safety of it but
2: well he wasn't uh, maybe
3: he didn't want the safety of it
2: yeah maybe that's the excitement the excitement of the of the chase. No. Yeah, but the mass specularity has a characteristic, you know, heroin has a characteristic pattern when you run it through. You know, I'm sure the carfenta yep. has a characteristic pattern. And if you see carfenta in your stuff, eh, maybe you shouldn't use that or take it easy on it. Yeah. You know, i got to ask you a
0: question. As a doctor here, there's this new claim out that if you want to sleep faster, it says obviously anxiety is one of the main things that keeps us up at night. When you're stressed, you just lie there thinking of all the stuff you need to do the next day, so it makes sense why this might help. A new study found the easiest way to fall asleep faster is to make a to-do list before bed of all the stuff you need to accomplish over the next few days. Uh, Why would making a to-do list before you go to bed, wouldn't you be thinking about all the stuff you had to get done and that would keep you from sleeping? Yeah, I would think so. I think it would be counterproductive.
1: Two schools of thought, I think. Some people, it's like they mull, out, they mull over and over and over things in their mind, and that's why they can't sleep. So if they just write it down, then it's supposed to calm your monkey mind, as they say.
0: The monkey mind? Yeah. Right. Perfect.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I but think... for some task-oriented people yeah. that have to finish the task before they can relax, it, it might be counterproductive.
3: Well, I'm not task-oriented at all. No. But <laughs> I think I still would be like, I don't know, just... Having the fact that I need to do all that stuff, like, present right in my, uh, like, in my conscious would be annoying if I'm trying to fall asleep. Right. Yeah. I usually
2: usually lay down and just uh, plan on how I'm going to get the next thing done. Then I go to sleep.
0: That's it. Psychologists at Baylor University monitored the sleep patterns of about 60 people between the ages of 18 and 30. Half of them spent five minutes writing to-do lists before they went to bed. The other half made a list of all the things they'd accomplished that day. The ones who made to-do lists fell asleep nine minutes faster, which might not seem like much, but it's on par with what some prescription sleep meds can do. It doesn't have to be a long list. Even a few bullet points can help, but it's even better if you're thorough. People who wrote much longer, more specific to-do lists fell asleep faster than people who wrote shorter, more general ones. So I don't know about that. I I don't need to write down a to-do list. I know exactly what I have to do every day. And I anticipate things that I'm going to have to do a few days down the the road. So I don't know. People have
2: to write those down. Yeah, a lot of people.
1: Everybody just processes everything differently.
0: Yeah, I guess that's probably (laughs) true. I I don't know.
2: Yeah, but it's going to eat into your hours of sleep by writing stuff down. That too. So you get nine minutes to sleep earlier, but take nine minutes to write it all down. doesn't make sense. It's a push.
0: I'd ruminate all night if I wrote my to-do list down. Um, I would. I'd ruminate on it all night long if I wrote that stuff down. Don't yeah. you think? Uh, I, don't I know. would.
1: For me, I think it's better to write it down.
0: Yeah, yeah a some lot people. of people. If Michael Jackson was still around, he probably would have taught Paris Jackson that it's dangerous to pick up hitchhikers these days. You know what's funny about this? What? Literally, Mike Evans just brought up Paris Jackson—the fact that she loves to pick up hitchhikers. Is she, how old is she? She—I don't know how old she is now. She's old enough to know better. Oh God, yeah, she's in her twenties, I think.
1: I've never uh, seen anybody hitchhike anymore. Have you? I know
0: it's very rare these days. They said she, Mike. Evan said she would pull over at a bus stop and just tell the people waiting for bus bus oh, am get in the car, I'll take you where you're going. That sounds like risk-seeking behavior to me. It really does. Either
1: that or she's just bored.
3: She's only 19. No. Oh, she's only 19? So be- I mean, she might just be a dumb
0: kid still. I guess so. Maybe
1: yeah, she's just trying to be nice.
0: She's a very wealthy, very attractive woman. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah. Paris posted a video on social media where she talked about how she gave a couple of hitchhikers a ride across L.A. the night before. She said one of the girls was, quote, pretty effed up, so she put her own socks on her and then uh, took them to a fast food joint to get some dinner, and the girl repaid her generosity by stealing her debit card. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Paris didn't elaborate, so it's unclear whether they were actually able to use it before she reported it. Mike Evans literally just brought this up last week, that Paris, uh, Paris Jackson needs to stop picking up hitchhikers. Yeah. And people at bus stops because they're gonna. She's gonna end up dead. Is yeah, what's gonna happen? Oh, especially
1: would. once people figure out who she is. I mean,
0: very attractive woman. <laughs> uh, I just. I don't understand. I don't get it. That's all I have to say to you.
1: Oh, Cassie, our um, social media guru just texted me and said that the lead singer from the Cranberries has attempted suicide before. And yeah, well,
0: she has before. I knew that, but uh, hopefully that wasn't the
3: situation yeah, here. Not. Sounds like it was something. Uh, Self inflicted, most likely.
0: Yeah, probably is. If they were saying, well, she was not murdered, they must have been investigating murder, which means some yeah. physical harm was done to her. Gunshot, maybe. Yeah, probably. Ugh. That's terrible. Some random <laughs> facts for your Tuesday. The penalty for cannibalism in Idaho is up to 14 years in prison. Did you know that? No. Unless you ate someone, quote, under extreme life threatening conditions as the only apparent means of survival, then you're good. <laughs> There you have it.
1: Well, I'm glad that that's Does
2: okay. that include placentas? More than... What's yeah. that? Does uh, that include placentas? I don't think so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. People, some people eat placentas. And yeah, they do. That's not good. Well,
1: it's not like they, you know, like toss it in with a little garlic in a stir fry. Yeah, they, they do. do. S- they do some dehydrating and all this stuff. No. And they no. put they it they in a pill. Cook not? it sometimes. Some pe- most people have yeah. it dehydrated
3: people do make yeah. placenta pill what's it's like why
2: though
1: supposedly it's supposed to make you recover from having a baby faster
2: or
0: something I don't know yeah. about I that
2: know. some people fry it up do a little stir fry <clears throat>
0: yeah. they, do. they do indeed <laughs> that's absolutely true
2: <laughs> do animals
1: eat their placentas some do yes
0: yeah
3: some uh, do mm-hmm. so apparently a lot of them do yeah including yeah. herbivores
1: yep even er- I've seen horses nibble at it.
3: Exceptions include humans, camels, uh, what is cetacea and pinnipedia? Cetacea I don't, are I don't know. dolphins. Oh. And pinnipeds are, uh, seals. Oh. Dolphins no. and seals. <laughs> I guess humans, <laughs> seals, dolphins, and camels, we're the only ones that don't. That's everything. Good to know. Although, pinnipeds. most animals don't really have a sense of disgust, so... I mean, like, oh, think of, true. like, what, what's the last, when's the last time you saw a dog be disgusted by something? Never. It just doesn't happen. Well,
1: actually, Bella, she smells well, something she, she doesn't like. She's like, ew.
3: I think she just does that to, like, show everyone how cool she is. Right.
1: I guess sometimes, uh, some people say that the animals eat the placenta so that there's not sign of... Uh, sign yeah, of,
3: that makes sense.
1: Yeah, blood so that it doesn't draw predators. Well, put. that's
3: why dogs eat something else they leave behind. <laughs> It's true. That's That's why they do it.
0: (laughs) That's great. There are a bunch of coworkers I'd like to tell to eat that. Oh! No, that's not true. I love my coworkers. They're very nice people.
1: I'll be glad to hear that. After that comment.
0: Exactly. More than half American baby boys are circumcised versus less than three percent in European countries like Finland and Britain. Less than three percent of people in in european countries are yep. circumcised
1: yeah it's a I it seems to that. be a uniquely american thing to do
3: no there's like it's just like kind of some countries just randomly do and some don't it's it seems to be um, i don't know I, I mean america has a pretty big jewish presence but not that big
0: no not at all not at all the Starbucks at CIA headquarters doesn't write people's names on the coffee cup to protect their identity. Well, you just give them a fake name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm buying that story at all. Because you just, I don't, I don't think I've ever given my real name anyway. Really? Well, I'm not in the CIA. Because it's none of their business what my name is. Hmm. That's the way I look at it.
1: I guess that's true.
0: I go with Shlomo. Shlomo. Shlomo, party of two. Uh, instant coffee was invented by a guy named George Washington. He came to America from Belgium in the late 1800s, started manufacturing instant coffee in 1910. And finally, your random fact for a Tuesday. It's a federal crime for someone who's not a postal worker to wear a U.S. Postal Service uniform. Unless you're <laughs> acting in a play, TV show, or movie, a Halloween costume isn't a good enough excuse.
3: It's impersonating a federal uh, employee. Yeah, Yeah. You can get a fine or six months in prison if you wear it as a Halloween costume. Imagine getting six months in prison for that. For that. It's like ask? the single dumbest reason to go to prison. So if
2: you wear a black suit I would and a black to tie, agree. are you impersonating an FBI agent?
0: If you had, like, the fake badge, then oh, okay. definitely. Yeah, yeah, if you had a fake badge, that would not be good to be flashing a, a fake badge. They would not find that funny in the least. That's very, very true. It's just, uh, it's just not going to happen. You know what I mean?
2: So you can't wear the it's FBI. Just not a, it's not a good idea. You can't wear an FBI T-shirt either. Interesting.
0: FBI T shirt. Oh, that's interesting because I know they. Uh, I was given a CSI hat. I've been given FBI hats, so I know you can wear the hats. Huh. I don't know if you have to wear the entire uniform or not. No, I, I know, like I said, I have a St. Paul cop hat, a Minneapolis cop hat, an FBI hat, a CSI hat. I feel so the like hat part's okay, I guess.
3: They have to prove intent to defraud. Yeah, maybe.
0: You would. I, there's no way. We will be right back in just a couple. Tom Bernard show.
1: I'm Brad Huckle, President of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital and equipment loan or
0: funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best, and don't forget to tell them that I sent you. Ask you something, What do you do for a living, Newman? I'm a United States postal worker.
3: Aren't those the guys that always go crazy and come back with a gun and shoot everybody?
2: Sometimes. Why is that because the mail never stops <laughs> it just keeps coming and coming and coming there's never a let up it's relentless every day it piles up more and more and more and you got to get it out but the more you get out the more it keeps coming in and then the barcode reader breaks and it publishes clearinghouse <laughs> it's
3: a and, little harsh and it continues in that manner for a while <laughs> you know, it does just goes on and, on and on and on
0: i suppose that's true uh, I loved that character. That was a great character on Seinfeld. Yeah. Newman, yeah. Newman, Newman. Was that his first acting job? No, he'd been around before. Really? The greatest thing about that was I used to play in a golf tournament every year at Midland Hills Golf Course over in St. Paul. And every year, one of the twosomes in our group was a guy named Jerry, whose best friend was Newman. <laughs> so, it was, mm. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. I haven't seen those guys in years now, though. But Jerry and Newman, (laughs) by total coincidence, which works. You know, uh, it works for me.
2: Did the Newman character do uh, Jurassic Park before or after Seinfeld? After. Well, uh, Seinfeld
3: started in 90... Well, he started doing Newman in 92, and Jurassic Park was 93. Okay. I think uh, Newman was definitely... As soon as he did that character, he started getting... um, Jobs because 93 Jurassic Park, 96 Space Jam, 97 Hercules, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. He um, but he before left. that, it was kind of uh, I mean, he had done a couple of things, but like seven episodes of some show called Assaulted Nuts. I don't even know what that is. Um, <laughs> he was in Dirty Dancing as Stan, so there's that. He was, I don't know who Stan is, but yeah, and then he was in a movie called JFK. 91. Yeah, that was yeah. obviously the Oliver Stone movie.
0: Um, I'm assuming it was yes. the Oliver Stone movie. So yeah. he wasn't huh.
3: that, but I don't think
0: they were ever major roles. And then he lost um, them. No, he's never had a, No, he's never been a lead lead player. Not, never been a lead player.
2: Yeah, he lost all the weight, then he's gained it back to get work again. Because he, no. oh, I didn't know he lost all the weight. Yeah, he lost. He lost. We would see him in Burbank, and he would lost a bunch of weight. It was. he was a. It was a uh, fraction of his former self.
3: But then he was like, "People don't recognize me anymore."
2: That's right. It's a character. Sad. Yeah.
0: Honest to God. Yep. It is amazing, ladies and gentlemen. Lake of the Isles mansion that once sold for a record price hits market for $5.9 million. Oh, it's that one right there on the corner. I don't know if I can say this or not because they might be listening, but it's one of the ugliest houses I've ever seen in my entire life. It looks like a garden center. Mediterranean mansion set the record twice for highest price house sold in Minneapolis. Uh, People... This uh, Mediterranean villa is, a villa is one of the most recognizable houses on Lake of the Isles Parkway. Well, you guys would know it. It's the one right in the corner. It's the white one, and it's kind of round in the front. People notice the big white house on a corner lot overlooking Lake of the Isles with its Spanish revival architectural features, a curving veranda topped with a fan-like pergola, and lush Versailles-like landscaping. The home's grandeur stands out even uh, by Lake of the Isles standards. Minnesota's own Mediterranean villa and quite a showstopper is how Larry Millett described it in an architectural guides book to the Twin Cities and the Minneapolis Lakes District. It's also one of the 25 most iconic Minnesota homes, according to Midwest Home Magazine. Uh, Actually, a friend of Catherine's once owned it. Um it's all uh the showy 1911 Villa set the record twice as the highest priced house ever sold in Minneapolis first in 2004 when it sold for four million and again in 2009 when it went for 4.859 million it's now back on the market but not likely to set a third record listed at 5.995 million it's priced below the 6.3 million dollars that a downtown condo fetched in 2016 6.3 million for a condo. yeah, it's not worth that. That's amazing. What do you get for almost $6 million? You guys want to buy this? Because I'll tell you what you get for $6 million. Not enough. Over 8,400 square feet of living space, including four bedrooms, eight bathrooms, and a six-car garage, lots of natural light thanks to a center core light box with a massive skylight, a dining room with a curved window wall overlooking the lake, a luxurious owner suite with two spa bathrooms, a sitting area, two walk-in closets, an office, a wall of glass, and a private deck. A new gourmet kitchen with marble countertops, heated herringbone floors, European cabinets, a pricey La Cornu range, and a tabletop beverage system that could brew coffee at the touch of an iPad. A home theater, a game room, a gym, a solarium, and a sauna. A large gated lot with uh, high-tech embassy-esque security systems and multiple patios, decks, and terraces, but no basement. All rooms are above ground. I wonder why they did that. Well... I mean, can a condo have a basement? No, no, still this be is a... not a condo, Andy. We're talking about the house on Lake of the Isles. Oh. Well uh, what was the condo? I don't know. They didn't say it, they didn't say where that was. It just it's oh. the highest it's the most ever sold well, a it's house just, ever sold. Just some condo? Some condo, but they don't say where it is. Six point three million. This is for sale for five point nine nine five million. I I gotta be honest with you, I've never cared for that house. I well I don't like I like houses that look like houses. You know? This looks more like a like I guess that looks like a garden center or something. Uh, here's what I like the comments on it. This is why I read this in the first <laughs> place. Don't forget the property taxes that are two to three times higher than the rest of the country. And then there's the 9.8% special tax for all of the high income producers. Uh, if you can afford to buy a $6 million home, you can afford higher taxes. That's not necessarily true. Why should you have to pay higher taxes just because you can afford them? Uh, Togo writes, too small for me I'll pass <laughs> 8,400 square feet too small, stunningly beautiful I guess they'd have more in landscaping and wrought iron than I have in my entire property $75 in large uh, large in property taxes how are the schools I thought the taxes on that would be more than 75000 a year, I really did Yeah. Uh, and the city schools are horrible if you're asking, you're talking about the public schools they're horrendous uh, city leaders should exercise eminent domain, seize the property, and build either an affordable or Section 8 housing. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt they're being serious here, though. That's the problem with it. I, I would not doubt they're being serious about that. Uh, I've been thinking of downsizing. Maybe I'll buy it, it says you, parent. Uh, Durlton says, why does the word gaudy come to mind? I don't think it's gaudy. It just doesn't look like a like a house. Edina 2008, she's a butte, run past it every day, but only four bedrooms? Well, but the problem you have now is people don't need more than four bedrooms any longer. Yeah, that's plenty of bedrooms. You know, people don't have seven, eight kids anymore, so, you know, that's that. As it is exclusively limousine liberals who live in that area, I have I have to wonder what the carbon footprint of that mansion is. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, how much carbon are you putting out from that joint, man?
2: Yeah, with no basement and uh, no poor insulation and old technology. Ooh, man.
0: Yeah, well, you would think the carbon footprint would be huge. I yep. think you're probably right about that. Uh, Dan J. says, how is it that you know that, that it is exclusively limousine liberals that live in this area? Do you do a door-to-door survey, or perhaps you're making some assumptions? I run a walk around Lake of the Isles, and rarely do I see a limousine, unless in a world of alternative facts, a Prius is now a limousine. I think you're trying to you know, point in another direction here. You know exactly what he means by a limousine liberal. It's a liberal who's very wealthy. That's all that means. And there are lots of liberals in Minnesota that are very, very wealthy. Uh, Nothing about that house looks like an iconic Minnesota home except the fabulous lake location and the sauna. Between the lack of basement and the obvious over-the-top opulence, it feels far more like an iconic Texas home. Somebody had told me one time that it was separated into, into different living spaces, but I don't know if that's true or not. Have you ever heard that? Or like
2: apartments? Is that what you mean?
0: I think. That somebody told me that that place at one time many, many years ago was separated into apartments. Oh. But I don't know if that's true or not. Huh. I have no idea. Uh, again, the question asks, how much are the property taxes per year? According to the Hennepin County Assessor's website, $75,151.02. Hmm. Um, heck, you need a basement to hide from tornadoes. I wonder if my little dog and I would get lost in this house. To be honest, who would, should ever need the size of a house? A family of 20 probably would do it. 20? I don't know about that. And then somebody's finally nice that says, wow, it's beautiful. And then as soon as I, I put the uh, the cursor on that comment, it said, it popped up and said, report is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. I mean, it always says that if you put the cursor on there. But in that particular case, I don't know if that was a good idea or not. Uh, iconic Minnesota home. True, it is a Minneapolis home and not a Lake Minnetonka estate yeah. that uh, the Luns have for sale or something on brackets point for $23 million. Uh yeah, you're absolutely right about that. It's not that. But that home has been there now for what is hundred and seven years? And they say nineteen eleven. Uh the landscaping is absolutely gorgeous. Like I said, some people would think this is an absolutely magnificent house. I just I like what do you even call the average home like architecture? Is that I mean there are salt box homes or Georgian. I don't
2: know. Where where's, our, Georgian, where's yeah. our real estate uh expert here?
0: She got a call about something. Uh, He's coming back right now. Ralph wants you to get off the phone, Catherine.
2: <laughs>
0: business. Business.
1: The, I had business to do.
2: You know, I guess. I guess my criticism—it's—it's it's sort of a Minnesota Mediterranean. You know, it's this Minnesota interpretation of Mediterranean home, where you see so many Minnesota French. I call it Minnesota French. It's this oddball gamish of uh, weird roof angles and to make it look like a French home, and they don't look any more French than. I have nothing. I mean, it's just really weird kind of architecture sometimes. So, I know, that doesn't do yeah, much for you me. Yeah.
0: Your buddy, uh, your buddy's home went on the market for six million dollars. My buddy. Yeah, this one. You know this. We won't say who it was that lived here, but you know the people who lived here.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, they lived there before. It's not, they don't live there now.
0: No, no. They they sold it uh, a few years ago for
2: about four point nine million. So where was this six point three million dollar condo? Catherine, do you know? In downtown I, it doesn't Minneapolis? Say. It
0: doesn't, I suppose we could find it, Catherine. Do you know the the, the most expensive house ever sold in Minneapolis was $6.3 million and was for a condo?
1: Well, a lot of times what people will do, like um, in the Westin or the Carlisle, is when they build them, they'll buy in and, or they'll buy three condos and, you know, knock all the walls down and... <clears throat> Oh, create that's one it. giant yeah, condo or, or when they buy in, they buy an entire floor, right. that Here can it happen is.
3: yes, it occupies the entire top floor of a building in the mill district
0: I mean, uh, how many square feet? Uh, it's got to be over
3: 10,000 I would imagine
1: well, for, for some Washburn. reason
3: they're saying okay. 1,400 per square foot so they know the square footage but they're not saying the square footage well no. I mean I guess we could uh, divide well
1: unless you measure it you really don't know
3: well, but they know that they have to. Let's see, 1,400, it'll be 4,500 square feet. That's all? Yes. That's
1: pretty big for a condo. Well, yeah,
3: but $6.3 yeah, but... million for that?
1: Well, it might have giant terraces. It might have an amazing view. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they've got their own pool. You never know.
2: No, the, the, per, all true. the per square foot uh, value of condos is way out of control. It's messed up oh, out of is. control. It
1: totally is. And so, yeah, and so is the uh, property tax. On condos. Really? It's shocking. Oh, yeah. property
0: taxes is huge they on just, condos.
1: Really? They kill you on property taxes. They act like you've got a single family home on that prime lot. It's, it's unbelievable.
2: Hmm. So, yeah, the, it is. Uh, so, the taxes are going to be about the same for that $6 million condo downtown as it is, or are they going to be even more, multi, uh, multiplied more, an order of, an order of magnitude greater? No.
1: Well, it, it'll be the same, but, you know, you've got, if, if you're, a, let's say you've got 10 floors and you've got 10 stacks of those condos and they're all valued at $6 million or whatever, they're still paying 2% Okay.
2: each
1: each one, even though they're only occupying a small portion of property, actually, if you think about
2: it. Yes. So it, it
1: seems that they, they should, to me, they should be divided into however many
2: floors. So it's a living space tax as much as a property, a real property tax. Okay,
0: Yes. Pretty much. A majority of voters in the state believe that Al Franken groped or sexually harassed multiple women, but more voters believe he should not have resigned from the U.S. Senate than those who think he should have, according to a new Star Tribune Minnesota poll. Of course, those polls are so slanted. They're always slanted when they're done by a newspaper. I don't think there's a – I don't care if it's liberal or or, uh, conservative – Any poll done by a newspaper is always slanted. Uh, Franken resigned his seat earlier this month following a string of sexual harassment allegations by more than a half dozen women. In most cases, he did not directly deny the allegations, but said he remembered some of the incidents differently or didn't remember them at all. Uh, Franken stepped down following demands uh, he do so by other Democratic senators. He said he felt he could no longer be effective. 60% of the 800 registered voters statewide who participated in the poll said they believed that Franken did grope or harass multiple women, but only 41% said he should have resigned, while 48% he should not, uh, should not have. The rest, 11%, were unsure. The poll was taken January uh, 8th through the 10th, has a margin of sampling error of plus or minus 3.5 percentage points. I really admire Al Franken, but I believe the women said Rachel Parker of Minneapolis. She was sad to see him go, but Parker, a 71-year-old re- retiree, said resigning was the only thing he could do to adhere to his principle, To his principles. Yeah. God, I tell you, Minnesotans can delude themselves. It's yeah, unbelievable. Really? Uh, so, Al Franken, I love that. Uh, they believe that uh, he did sexually harass women but shouldn't step down. So, you should not pay for your sins. Mm. Is that what you're
2: saying? No consequences. We'll,
0: exactly. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and I was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first My Pillow and I love it. Look, my, my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering a buy one MyPillow, get another one absolutely free. Don't delay, this offer will end on January 31st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code Tom. Again, please use promo code Tom. That's promo code Tom. MyPillow.com.
3: So
0: hard. Now everything is easy of you. Well, at 5.995 million, uh, it would be your house. It's all yours with a dog and a cat. You're good to go. Um, a couple of things that I wanted to address in this segment were the Aziz Ansari story and the seal story. So you know the Aziz Ansari story, right? No. Yes. That he, he took a woman out to dinner... Uh, they went back to his apartment, um, started kissing and all the rest of it. And then uh, she felt that he had gone too far. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the whole story. She, but they ended up having oral sex with one another. And uh, then she left. And then he, she accused him of sexual assault or sexual harassment, at least, because she said she didn't want to do anything and she was uncomfortable. And uh, now you've got people like Ashley Banfield came out and said, look, lady, I'm sorry, but, you know, because you decide later on that you didn't like... As a matter of fact, the next day, Aziz Ansari, and I am not an Aziz Ansari fan, and I'm certainly not uh, defending him in any way, shape, or form, but we're getting to the point now where I kind of wonder. It doesn't sound to me like... I mean, the next day he called her, and, and he called her... An Uber, so she could go home that night. Uh, the next day, he called her and said, "I'd like to go out with you again. That would be fun." And, that, and she said, "No." And he said, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had a good time." And she said, "No, and no, I, I, I didn't." He goes, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry for that. I thought, uh, I thought uh, we were clicking, and I guess I got the wrong impression. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. Well, now she's accused him of sexual assault or sexual harassment, whatever it is." Um, Ashley Banfield came out on HLN and said, this is way out of line, and women like you, is what she said, are going to uh, cause other women problems if you keep doing things like this. Because there are real things when people, in her opinion now, this is not me talking, this is Ashley Banfield, in uh, her opinion, it's going to make it a lot tougher for some women to come forward if people like you come forward and claim that this was sexual harassment or sexual assault when you willingly had oral sex with the man... And now you say that you were sexually harassed instead of just leaving uh, because she never said she wanted to leave and he didn't force her to stay. So. Uh,
3: yes, just because you regret something you did doesn't mean
0: it's everyone else's fault that you did it. Right, exactly. And then the other story is, this is probably not what Seal had in mind when he encouraged sexual abuse victims to speak out in a Thursday Facebook video. After seeing the video, actress Tracy Birdsall tells TMZ she was inspired to tell her own story of assault involving the Kiss from a Rose singer. Birdsall says she was living near Seal in Los Angeles in the fall of 2016 when she went to his house to retrieve a salad spinner he had borrowed. At that point, she says, Seal tried to forcibly kiss her and grope her breasts, suggesting that her outfit, shorts and a tank top, meant she was asking for it. Burtzall says she told the singer to stop but agreed to sit beside him on a couch out of shock. She says Seal continued to grope her and made additional comments about her clothing. A rep for the singer says Seal vehemently denies the allegations and intends to vigorously defend himself. It's not clear if the case will move to a courtroom, but Los Angeles police say that a report of sexual battery was filed against the singer on Saturday, per Page Six. Two days earlier, Seal had posted a video to Facebook denying suggestions. Uh, that his reposting of a Harvey Weinstein meme was meant to, as a dig at Oprah Winfrey addressing the toxic nature of Hollywood. Seal he'll explain, none of the women who have come forward have received any real justice whatsoever. Losing your job because you either A, raped or B, sexually abused or even sexually harassed a woman is not real punishment, he continued, before telling victims to please come forward, please keep coming forward. Uh, well, they did, and now he's been accused of sexually harassing a woman. So yeah, You but he, can't encourage the witch hunt unless you want to become part of it. What I don't understand, though, is how can all this continue when there's no proof of any of it? And again, I, I'm not saying these women are lying, but there's no proof any of this happened, right?
1: I Yeah, uh, right. And there are going to be people that are, you know, it's just human nature to start taking advantage of a movement oh, yeah. in America yeah. Yeah. and try to get their publicity, fame. Yeah,
2: Get their publicity. Yeah, something out of it. Well, you know, this, mm-hmm. this kind of plays in with the, the letter that was uh, signed by the French women. Uh, Catherine Deneuve has recently apologized right. for that. And that was is saying yep. that this has gone too far. This really is not helping the situation. And in that letter, she says, you know, we really need men to be involved so that this can stop. And you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. not just a woman's thing. The men have to be involved so that we they can be educated, uh, repatriated, or <clears throat> reprogrammed so this this no longer goes on. But it's a kind of a human nature kind of a thing. I don't know how you sterilize a you know a world for stuff like this and with no proof. I mean, that's the other thing. There's just no proof of this. I mean, this is what happened. Well, it's he said, she said. What do you do?
1: Yeah, are you going to have to have a? camera in every room if you have people over
0: probably i've been saying all along thank god we're married honey that's all i have to say to you i don't know andy a a guy your age 31 years old going on a date now i don't know how safe anybody is women men or whomever
1: well you're supposed to according to the you know liberal elite you're supposed to ask permission for everything that you do right? oh,
0: want yeah. to do was that was that amherst college where they did that where you have to ask permission to kiss someone
1: yeah I, i'm not sure if it was amherst but i'm sure that that's, no, I'm, college, sure that that's I'm sure that's yeah i'm sure that that's the climate in a lot of colleges
0: oh yeah uh, yeah i suppose look i i don't look when you and i first went out i don't ever remember forcing myself on you well, people, they, they think... We wouldn't be
1: married if you did. <laughs> well,
0: that, well, you, <laughs> but, I mean, like, they've never you might been have some... made to
3: feel uncomfortable in their lives. So if someone they're not attracted to, like, you know, hits on them, they feel like, you know, this is some grave injustice because mm. they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to just say, you know, right. no well, or, you know, leave or something. They never leave for some reason. They always stick around for these events to happen.
1: Uh, I, I mean... It's just getting so confusing because there's a lot of difference between somebody leaning in for a kiss that, you know, is unwanted and somebody groping you. I mean, if somebody's hands are on you and you don't want them, then that's bad. But if somebody leans in for a kiss and you're like, hey, wait a minute, that's not what I was, you know, looking for. There's no there's no great problem there, I don't think. It's just. But, and mixed signals uh, or whatever. There's
2: usually an embrace associated with a kiss. Usually, uh, yeah, you, I would think so. There's, ele- there's so there's an element of physical contact, you know, and and, and you are going to get signed affidavit. Now I'm going to touch your arm. Can I we sign here, please? You know, uh, I'm I'm going to I would I'd like to ki- I'd like to kiss you. Will you. Please sign here, please. You know, and the woman's not going to do the same thing. What if a, what if a woman uh, reaches out and touches a man? Same thing. Maybe the guy doesn't want, to, want doesn't want the advance. That's well, rare that has though.
0: Happen. Yeah, it is not rare. No, it really is not rare at all. Not it's rare for, that you not
1: for a sexy beast like you. It's rare yeah, that you'll hear
0: right. about it though. Yeah, you will never hear about it, but I I, I on this very show I've uh, I've interviewed a lot of comedians, a lot of actors, and every single one of them said they've they've had their sack grabbed. And and usually when it happens is you're about to take a picture and the woman will just reach over and grab your crotch. So it does happen to men quite often as well. Um I mean, the sad part of this for me is that all these women who have been sexually abused by people like Harvey Weinstein, who's a psycho, or Kirk Douglas, who, by the way, Hollywood stood up, gave a standing ovation and applauded, that lunatic who's been accused of even—they never found it it to be true or not true, but he was even accused of helping to murder a young girl at one point— he's been accused of well, Natalie Wood came right out and said that Kirk Douglas raped her when she was 16 and there's all the Hollywood big shots at the golden globe standing up and giving him a standing ovation oh boy look at this now we're talking
1: i suppose though when they're all talking amongst themselves you know uh, they're probably yeah you know you get accused of all kinds of crazy things when you're a celebrity
0: it's true yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, it's
1: not true. I didn't do it. Blah blah blah.
0: So I, once again, for all the all the young boys who have been abused sexually, for all the women who've been abused sexually, I feel sorry for them because now everybody wants to, Me too. Yeah, that hashtag Me Too thing was not meant to be. Yeah, just join the club, even if it happened to you or not, or you thought maybe, uh, or you, you woke up the next morning and regretted you were with uh, Aziz Ansari. <laughs> yep. You know. Uh, that you can't say hashtag me too. You didn't go through what those women and young boys went through.
1: Yeah, there's a big difference between getting really drunk and going home with somebody and waking up and going, oh, my God, what have I done?
3: Well, that's it. I mean, this yeah. is being like,
1: molested.
3: Yeah, versus being trapped in a hotel room. What the hell is that sound? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like just my. fluttering. wasn't just my headphones. You never know. Didn't hear it. It was heard. fluttering.
0: Didn't hear it? Well, okay then. Good. It all works out in the end. No problem. Uh, how would you like to be... <laughs> can I tell you what? This Terry McAuliffe, or what the hell ever his name is, I interviewed the guy one time. What a jerk this guy is. Who is this? You, you guys know, he's a former governor of, uh, of Virginia. He no longer is. He just left office, as a matter of fact. Playing pranks on your successor is a tradition among Virginia governors. When Mark Warner moved out of the governor's mansion in 2006, for example, he left a life-size cutout of himself in the shower for the recently elected Tim Kaine. (laughs) The Washington Post reports Kaine paid that favor forward four years later when he occasionally called cell phones they'd left in the elevator shafts to irk his successor, Robert (laughs) McDonnell. But outgoing Governor Terry McAuliffe may have taken the cake on Saturday night, greeting new Governor Ralph Northam and his wife Pam with pillowcases on their new bed plastered with McAuliffe's image. (laughs) And right above the image was one of McAuliffe's favorite lines, sleep when you're dead. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures right now. His smiling face. (laughs) This is actually kind of funny. They leave behind
1: the bedding? (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, and I'm good with that.
1: Yeah, you think that you'd want new bedding. So this I is...
0: think that's exactly why I did it cuz you don't leave behind your bedding. Mm-hmm. You just put the pill- These look like not very expensive pillows. Let me put it that way. Does
2: this go under the column of gubernatorial hazing? Yes,
0: yes I suppose. <laughs> Probably. I suppose it does. They have no well, you know, they they're busy spending our money. Yeah, they can't uh, they got to have some fun once in a while. They can't just sit around with no joy whatsoever. while they're, you know, pissing away all of our money on whatever favorite project they have going. I remember a story
3: like a decade or so ago uh, where I think it was a governor um, was under trial for spending um, state funds personally or you know whatever Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the pieces of evidence was this like $4,000 gaming rig that he had bought with like LEDs all over the place and um, a custom case and everything and this was b- bought with the uh, state budget and he said that you know, it was like a state computer, but it's, no, you see something like that, that's uh, clearly not for the state, it's for you. Well, I remember yeah, when uh, question
1: about that. when Clinton left uh, the White House, he, uh, someone on the Clinton staff took all the W's off the keyboard to the
0: computers when George yes, W. Bush was, came in. <laughs> yes, he took all the W's with him. Very sad. <laughs> that is very, very true. Deborah Messing and I loved I used to love the show Will and Grace uh, I don't know if I could watch it anymore no
3: it's terrible after now. knowing how I mean like if going back after knowing how insane she is she is crazy I would look at her and I would be like I don't know. I couldn't separate her from her real-life behavior. I don't think.
0: Well, according to E. T., she's got some. Uh, she's got some problems. Deborah Messing did not hold back when bashing E. News during this year's Golden Globes red carpet, and Comcast executives are not happy. The outspoken star of the NBC hit *Will and Grace* first bashed today's *Megyn Kelly* after a show appearance, and now she has gone up against network executives for not paying Kat Sadler what she deserved. Uh, Radar Online has exclusively learned from a source. Inside Comcast, a corporation uh, that that owns both networks, that executives are furious with her for the most recent outburst. Will & Grace on NBC has made Deborah a very rich woman, and she is still an employee, explained the insider after Messing's latest drama. They're not happy. As readers know, Messing, 49, previously bashed Kelly, 47, claiming she regretted appearing on the Today Show stage with the host, After she said an insensitive comment about the LGBTQ community uh, during her Golden Globes interview, Messing also brought up E! News' alleged gender pay gap, saying, Time is up, and we want diversity, and we want intersectional gender parity. What is intersectional gender parity? Um, You pull into an intersection and... Intersectional gender parity? We want equal pay, and I was so shocked to hear that E! doesn't believe in paying their female co-hosts the same as male co-hosts. I mean, Miss Kat Sadler... And so we stand with her, and that's something that they can change tomorrow. We want people to start having the conversations. Women are just as valuable as men. Well, who doesn't think? Th- I don't know. Intersectional I, I, gender parity is a term that she made up. She just made it up. Yes. Intersectional gender parity. She just made it up. Mm-hmm.
2: I think maybe it's intersectional. I don't really understand
0: what else you yeah, It says intersectional, though. So I don't know what the, I don't know what she was talking about. Whatever, but I think she was just stringing buzzwords together. Well, she's become a massive pain in the ass. Yes, she has. What she has now, she's she's coming because she's forty nine years old. This Will and Grace thing—I don't know how the ratings are, but probably not great. I don't think people like it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. But I mean, Big Bang Theory—their ratings have really suffered this year again. So yeah, I just don't know if people are watching that much television. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show.